Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're your host, Daniel Bonnie Hoover, and it's so great to have you here today. Um, it is starting to warm up a little bit outside. Not really. Well, I don't know about warm up, Not but warm up. the rain went away, so that helped. You know, That's sometimes true. when it rains, it's like... It's cold, but then when you get it, can be cold without the rain, and then it's not even raining, but it's damp, and you feel it like all the way down to your bones. Even in the fifties, it feels like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to freeze. But one thing cold weather brings is we know in January is um, Bonnie's birthday. Yes, yep. So yep. Bonnie uh, just celebrated a birthday last weekend. Twenty nine again. 29 <laughs> for the second year in a row. Uh-huh, and holding, right? <laughs> yeah. Bonnie has always, um, since I met Bonnie, um, she's always, like, had a negative outlook on her birthday. And um, my goal when we got married was to change that whole thing. Yeah, well, you got to hand it to me. I mean, so I want a skating party, like, when I, when I was a kid, everybody wanted a skating party. Remember those days? I thought you were going to say last year. Well, I'm not. Well, I guess that tells I'm really not 29. So um, so I won a skating party when I was a kid, and, and I finally was getting a skating party. And the day came, and I woke up with a stomach virus, and everybody went to my birthday party except for me. Uh, yep. Oh, that's, I mean, like, that's awful. I know. They brought me home the last piece of cake and <laughs> and my birthday presents, which was awesome. But yeah, so so that was, it was kind of terrible. And, and it seemed like every time we never got snow in South Georgia, but if when, we, did the, when did the space shuttle challenger blow up on my birthday? <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. I know. I mean, I terrible mean, for worse for them than yes, for my birthday. Yes, I mean, but it's just like that, that just kind of tells you it's just not the best day. And then, you know, one day I remember um, we, anytime we like have, it's a bad time to have, like, spend-the-night parties and stuff like that because it seems like we never had snow or anything like that or ice. If we're going to have it in South Georgia, it's going to be ice. And, of course, people can't come home with you from school on your birthday weekend because of ice that one time. Bless, so, bless you know, your heart. But we did. When we got married, you were going to really try to make my birthday. You And you have. You have, re- most for the most part, redeemed my birthday. But things can be out of your control. There like, has been a few things that's happened since we've gotten married you know, that one time that we lost all our money oh, on my birthday. On your birthday. At the bank. Pre cell <laughs> phones. Too well, too much of a thing to go into. Yeah, we didn't really lose it all, no, but someone the bank, wrote us a bad check in it anyway. Yeah, I so, got treated like a criminal at the bank that day <laughs> and on my birthday. And then the snowmageddon yeah. of whatever year that was where all of Atlanta broke down and we yeah. were going away for your birthday and had to cancel it. Yeah. And so. uh and instead of cooking dinner for me that night you went out trying to save people in the snow and I cooked my own spaghetti dinner that <laughs> night and so yeah it yeah but for the most part you anything that's been in your control you've done a great job of trying to um, redeem that day and make it special and you have and but but you usually start because I'm really hard to buy for oh no that's an understatement sorry so if you guys have ever taken the five love languages thing you know, gifts is one of the five love languages, and Bonnie doesn't even register. As a matter of fact, I think it puts a minus in front of your number. Right, if it was possible to do that. It's not because I don't like gifts. It's because I'm cheap, probably. <laughs> but, well, I mean, you know, it's just not on my radar. And so you start asking me the minute we have finished putting away the wrapping paper on Christmas morning, now, what, what I want for my understand. birthday. 
all year. Like I start in summer just listening for clues <laughs> for Christmas and birthday because I have two back-to-back holidays to buy you gifts mm-hmm. for. Valentine's doesn't count because you hate Valentine's. Right. So I have story. two I have two holidays. Buying you two gifts is literally like getting your wisdom teeth out. It's just hard. It's, I'm it's, sorry. It's very painful. Hey, but guys, if you're listening to this and you heard what he just said, he listens for clues all year. That's a good thing. That's that's an awesome well, thing. Well, that is to buy you a nice gift, but that's really more for my comfort because I don't want to. Well, okay. Well, let's talk about that. So this year, he starts asking me what I want for my birthday. And so I start really thinking. And so, I mean, we've said before we moved to Farmish, I grew up on a farm and we had gardens and all that stuff. And I loved that. And so I was like, well, well, first of all, let's back up. I I like to cut grass. That's another thing. And yes, she does. I love it. It's like stress relief and people think I'm crazy, but, but I got a zero turn now and it's so fun. It's It's like a lawnmower for all you people. And it moves really, really fast and goes in circles and it's really fun. It's almost like a roller coaster. All my guys in my men's group, like give me the hardest time that I make my wife cut the grass and I'm like, you don't understand. You let me. So one day I'm sitting on the front porch, I'm, I'm drinking something and Bonnie's out cutting the grass and I snap a shot of my feet up and Bonnie on the lawnmower and I shoot it out to all my men's group and mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know whether you're the worst husband <laughs> in the world or whether I should admire or you. Or you're an evil that's genius. In, that's incredible. Yes, but I love it. It's stress relief. Well, our lawnmower is getting tuned up and fixed and all that right now just um, during winter months while the, the grass is not really growing too fast. See, I asked you to do that and you didn't do that. <laughs> you should fix it yourself. So, so you asked me, I'm like, what do you want for your birthday? I was like, I really want our lawnmower back. They've had it a while. I want my lawnmower back for you're, my birthday. You're like, it's in the dead of winter. So you're like you're rolling so your eyes at me like whatever. And it's getting fixed anyway. That doesn't count. I was like, okay. So I started thinking about a week later, I came back and I said, you know what? I really want to do a garden this year, but I don't want to like do it. I want, I want to do like a raised bed garden, just kind of start small and all that, not go out like and plow the fields and all that stuff. But, and you, cause and, then I'd have to get involved. In it. Right. You know, right. Wants, you know. Exactly. And I'm like, if you could get me stuff to put and help me put together, build me a, a garden. And you're like, are you kidding well, me? Here, here's the thing. People are going to ask me, what, Daniel, you know, what'd you get her for your birthday? They already know you cut the grass. They already know you cook and all that stuff. And I'm going to have to look at them and say, I I bought her stuff to make us a garden. Right. And I'm like, they're going to think I'm awful. So Bonnie looks at me and you say, you say, okay, so what should you get me that would make you look good? Yes. And I'm like. Yes, exactly. now you understand. I'm like, That's exactly the I'm like, the you right got to be kidding me. So for my birthday present, we got to find something that will, will keep you from being man-shamed at the office. And so yeah, I kept thinking, look good. I look right, good. right, right. You got a reputation to uphold. So, so anyway, so I came back to the thing that I always want and that I will take for any occasion because you guys understand I am quality time is my love language. I was like, well, okay, why don't we just do a night away somewhere? You know, Chattanooga's not far. We kind of are in between Atlanta and Chattanooga now. I was like, why don't we do that? We hadn't gone there in a while, and it's always fun. So let's get a night away. And you're like, yes. You're like, that'll be great. And I'm like, okay, will that keep you from being man-shamed? And you're like, yes, I can tell <laughs> yeah, people looks, I gave you that. Looks okay. good on a resume. So, but it is truly what I always want anyway. And so so we, you started planning it, like, immediately. You're pulling up pictures and going hey would somewhere like this be fun you would get away in a little cabin like this or do something like that and I'm like whatever that's great don't tell me for me planning is like please don't let me plan just 
just <laughs> handle it. And that's more of the present than even getting away. So this is a really long story to get around to the fact that I had really, so in my mind for the, that next couple of weeks, I'm like, okay, we're going to Chattanooga. And we uh, had expectations because we've been there before. I thought, okay, we'll. It's an hour up the road. Yeah, we'll probably go and, you know, walk around downtown. It'll be freezing. I need to pack all my warm stuff and. Um, and we might go to a movie. I even was, I was looking on Airbnb. I gave you a couple options yeah. for places to stay. Yeah, yeah. You're and, in on it. And so the morning gets here. We get the kids to school. Everything's ready to go for the weekend. And, um, you know, we pull out of the driveway. You've got the GPS pulled up an hour away. And so I'm looking at emails because I'm just, or not emails, texts I got for my birthday that morning. And, you, Daniel pulls out of the driveway, our top driveway, and then pull takes a right instead of a left where I, where I thought we were going. We have two driveways. Pulls two. down to our barn driveway and then parks, and he says, okay, we're here. And I'm like, what do you mean we're here? Here where? Here where? <laughs> and so we've got this little little cabin dealio we've been trying to put together and um but we've been doing it little by little over the summer we help we the kids help us paint it and all that stuff and um and we've been working on it well we kind of got on a break from working on it well daniel told me a couple of weeks ago don't go down there which is code for i'm hiding a well, present I told, I told you i'm, I'm building you some, I'm, yes. I'm building you a gift yes and i knew that i mean i've learned after 25 years if if he's working on something just you know, I, I like surprises, so I'll let him have it. So, so I didn't go down there. Well, we open up the door to our little little cabin deal, and it's finished. Behind my back for a couple of weeks, he's been working on putting the finishing touches on it. We've mostly done all of the stuff. And if just I had hadn't. one of those little fairy sound effects. Yes. I would have played that. That's and I was a little bit in shock, but it was amazing. Here, here but, I have this one. No, that's the wrong one. Okay, <laughs> keep, going, keep going. Oh, wait, this one. Nope, that's wrong. Keep going. <laughs> okay, we keep working on that. But so we go in, and it was amazing. I felt like we were in a different state for the whole weekend. The the kids had been threatened. You so had a sitter. Let me say my side of it. I'm I'm on an Airbnb, and I'm looking at all these things. I'm like, I'm going to drop three hundred bucks on a weekend in Chattanooga, and I know how you feel about money, and mm -hmm. and um and I'm like, we've got this little cabin we've been wanting to finish, and nowhere there looks as cute as this is, and the, the you know the view we have we really love it, and so. Um, I just kind of snuck down there all week and I found pockets of time throughout the week. Bonnie wouldn't be home. She's taking the kids somewhere, you know, they, they yeah, had appointments. Like and so I night, would yeah. come home from work an hour early, get down there and work, you know, and, uh, why, you know, you're taking a bath up here. I'd jet down there and I'd carry something down there. And so I'm finding little pockets of time when I could go down there and finish it. And, uh, the kids were in on it and I knew you would find out. I just knew you'd put it together. Nope. Did not put it together, and it was amazing though, and far exceeded my my desires yeah. for what I thought that weekend was going to be. It was very relaxing, but here's here's the thing. So I had built my expectations for that weekend on the past trips we'd taken to Chattanooga, I, and I packed based on that. And I thought this is kind of what it was going to be, and it's what I kind of was expecting. But you far exceeded those expectations. But mm -hmm. what happens? when the expectations or the desires we have um, fall short. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we start out as newly newlyweds, newlyheads, <laughs> newlyheads, 
we have these visions of what our relationship's going to be. Kind of like your birthday, right? Yep. You know, our kids have these expectations for these birthdays. And as parents, you're like, gosh, I sure hope they're not disappointed. Yeah. And, um, but like, for, as you start out when you're newly married, you have this vision of what your relationship's going to be. And what do we base that on? I mean, sometimes it's based on fantasy, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe you, you watch some rom-com and you're like, oh, that's what it's mm-hmm. going to be like. Um, most rom-coms I watch, I'm like, oh, please don't let it be like that. Um, maybe it was based on, um, you know, the marriage you grew up modeling, you know, and your, your parents modeled in your home Yeah, that positive or negative, good Mm -hmm. or bad. Um, maybe it was hopes of something different, you know, if you saw a, a, a bad marriage or bad example of it, but we usually start out your marriage with, with these hopes and dreams, starry eyed, um, you know, mine's going to be different. Yeah. Or I want to be like that. And we set these expectations for when we get mm-hmm. married. And should we, Bonnie? Is that a healthy thing? Because it's it seems so it seems so old manish to say, Oh, don't you should, don't start out with those hopes and dreams. Die to your dreams and work hard, you know? I mean Well, I don't think the the hopes and dreams are the problem. Is that how old men talk? (laughs) Apparently. Well, if they're crusty old men, then yeah, maybe. But I don't think that it's the the hopes and dreams that are the problem. And and I think we came to understand this a few years ago. We we were watching a message. It went through a small group series where Pastor Andy Andy Stanley talked about the difference between Mm -hmm. desires and then expectations. And that really kind of resonated with us because we have these hopes and desires. And he says, once you get married, you've got all this bag of dreams. And he had a backpack that had all the hopes and dreams in it. And then he it's like you take that and you put it on your spouse's back when you say I do and say now you're expected to carry this load. Yeah, I grew up with these. I built these hopes and dreams of what the wedding was going to be like. Guys, you build that hope and dream of what the honeymoon, the wedding night's going to be like. Mm-hmm. You you build all this up, and you you never really communicate it with your your spouse. Right. You never really set out and say, "Hey, this is what this 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 this," or if you do, it's as an expectation. And all this stuff that we've built up for twenty years or so before we get married, now we dump on our spouse. Yeah. And I remember when we saw that um, that that Bible study. We did it in a small group years ago, mm-hmm. and I thought, "Wow, mm-hmm. that's very true." Yeah, it's profound. And now, but there are some things that it's fair to to expect from your spouse, right? I mean, fidelity. I mean, mm-hmm. that you're going to be faithful to me. Mm-hmm. I, that's fair to expect. Yeah, take showers, baths. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that we're going that you're going to be kind, and we're. You know that we're going to be get along, and that we're going to do life together, and and yeah, there's some you're things you're not going to abuse me. You're not going to take advantage of me. I think those you don't even have to communicate about those. I think those, some of those it's fair to just naturally expect those. So, what are we talking about here? I, I think we're assuming. I think we're assuming that our spouse is going to meet a certain certain desires or wishes that'll make our life easier or happier, mm-hmm. right? So we can have expectations in just about any area, how our spouse dresses, eating habits, how money's spent, hobbies, how they'll parent children, intimacy, cleanliness around the house, all that kind of stuff. And those are all expectations we have. When do expectations become a real problem? Well, I think the expectations become a problem when 
So, so you've got the, I think it's, but first we need to talk about the difference between what a desire is and an expectation, because I think there's sometimes there's some things that's okay to expect, but it's the things that we haven't communicated and we're just assuming that you get and that you're going to do. It's like, okay, it's one thing for me to desire for you to do something. And it's another thing for me to expect it. Okay, so expect expectation, that word expect, right? Expect mean, meaning um, this will happen, mm-hmm. this must happen mm-hmm. to fulfill my desire. Right. It's, it's kind of a demand, spoken or unspoken. Yeah. I'm expecting this out of you. But if you desire something, it's kind of, I wish this were true of the relationship and it would be great if this happens. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's a pass or fail. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we get into problems with expectations. It's the the fact that if you expect something and then I don't come through, it it just breeds great disappointment and potentially um, resentment that you didn't come through for me. If I if I expect you to do something, it's kind of like if I say, you know, in my mind, I think it would be great if he would if he would empty the dishwasher. That was that's a great desire I have. Mm-hmm. But if I come in and you've done that and I didn't even communicate that to you. It's like, wow, you did that. That was awesome. I appreciate it. But if I expect you to do it mm-hmm. and then you don't, then you just disappointed me. There's mm-hmm. a big, there's a difference in that. Well, yeah. If I jump over that bar and it's expected, then it's no credit to me. You, oh, just okay. met- you just did the minimum. Yeah. And, and man, your spouse never wins. If everything's expected and nothing, you know, and, and I do it, Okay, well, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did the minimum. Sure, you got up and got dressed and took a shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big deal. Mm-hmm. Sure, you unloaded the dishwasher. Sure, you planned a Valentine's a, a nice night. I mean, that's that's expected. Sure. And so, wow, that's a that's a really exhausting um, way mm-hmm. to live as a spouse. To know I could never, I I can't win with them. Mm-hmm. I can't raise the bar any with them. And I think we struggle with that sometimes. We've talked about this before, but we struggle with that with our kids. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want them to grow up to be cavemen. So there's some things we try to communicate that this is important. And we we tell them to do and tell them to do and tell them to do. So it's kind of like, like if I walk in Josie's room and I have a desire that she's made her bed and she did it, it's like, wow, she did that. But it, but living here, it's like kind of like, I expect the, these few things I do expect. And if I walk in her room and it's not made, it's like, oh, my word. Mm-hmm. But then if she did make it, I don't necessarily praise her for that because mm-hmm. I expected it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I see she's gone over and above and has cleaned the room, it's like, okay, that's amazing she did that. So we struggle with what is okay to expect from our kids at certain ages versus that we desire and then yeah. try to instill. Yeah. So what's the problem with expectations in marriage? So I think I think we were just talking about this first one, that expectations set our spouse up for failure. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got it. Now, let's go back. There are certain things in life and in marriage that we should expect, right? Yeah. I think in the workplace, there's certain things you should expect. There's certain things you should expect in society. Mm-hmm. And in the marriage, it's it's no different, right? There's, like you said, there's... Fidelity, we should expect that. We should expect respect. We should expect our spouse to have our back. Yeah. Right? There's, you know, to, to again, take a shower, different <laughs> things like this. We should have our spouse to, there are those expectations that should be should be set that um, is the minimum. 
But um, but expectations outside of that set our spouse up for failure. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you were just saying with, you know, the kids in their, their bed mm-hmm. or their room, right? We overlook their best yeah. when our expectations are are set and set so high. Um, when I imagine you'll do something and then you don't come through, mm-hmm. well, in my mind, you failed. Well, it's like this morning. This is really funny <laughs> that we said this. So last night on the way back, we had a function at church, and so we're coming back home. And we're just kind of thinking through all we needed to do today. Mm-hmm. And um, and so bodies, I'm like, you need to write that down on a list. So I'll forget all that stuff. So on the list was record this podcast. And then we need to. About five other things. Run to, yeah, Home Depot, do all that. We need to do some work outside. That kind of stuff. And, um, well, man, the night, like, I didn't sleep. Mm. Like, like, literally, I go to sleep really fast. And then some really loud motorcycle, like. I don't know what happened. I actually thought somebody was stealing your truck. I did too. That was a week. And so it was so loud. And I jumped up, looked out the window, and it was just some big one. That woke us up. And then I finally go back to sleep. And then Colby comes in and he's like, Mom, I just wanted you to know I I just I threw up. He had <laughs> he had eaten like too much junk. And we knew and he's like, I threw up. I'm like Did it okay, get on anything? I no, I made it to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for waking us up at one in the morning and telling us you're okay. I appreciate that. And so then he goes, and then Josie didn't want to go to the bathroom in there because he had thrown up. So she sneaks in our room and goes, our uh, wakes me up again. And then the dog. So I just didn't sleep good. Sorry. And that's fine. And so we get up and we kind of have a slow family morning watching TV. And it was really perfect. And, um, and then Bonnie, you're frustrated because you're like, we've, you know, we, we were going to record this podcast. We had said we were going to get up and do that first thing and then get on. And I'm like, I don't know that we said that we were going to record it first thing. I just knew we had a list of stuff to do today. And you were aggravated because your expectation was that the morning was going to go different. Yep. Yep. And I had lots to do. Still had and, lots it was, to do. and I know this wasn't, you know, cuddling on the couch with the kids and watching TV was not on the list, but it was but way okay. perfect. It was it way was. perfecter. So, um, so it just sets our spouse up for failure. Mm-hmm. I have already failed today. <laughs> and, and welcome to my days, right? Yeah. That's what it looks yeah. like. Um, expectations, it, it really does. It disappoints us in our spouse. So, well, and I think it's just that realization that sometimes we have these things that we desire, and we don't necessarily even communicate it. We assume. That is where I yeah. think expectations yeah. Go awry. Go awry. Go yeah. wrong. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it is. We don't we don't communicate. We communicated what we needed to do today, mm-hmm. but we didn't set out a schedule for, okay, hey, if we can get up and you yeah. know, get to recording by nine and then we can get to that, then then mm-hmm. I would have understood your expectations a little better. Um, so Yeah. So I think it does come into that. So I think some we we all have those things that we probably expect out of our spouse. And maybe we haven't communicated. So what do we do about this issue of expectations? Well, let me say this. Let's go back to that one. It sets ourself out, our spouse up for failure. And typically that's um, unintentional. Mm-hmm. It's accidental. It's just a failure to communicate kind sure. of thing. But there are marriages that are unhealthy or maybe you've been in an argument, you've been in a fight, and um, and people are jockeying for position. They're mm. jockeys, you know, couples they jockey sometimes for the upper hand oh yeah I want to be right and I want to you know and um, there are times where people will intentionally 
not communicate their expectations Mm -hmm. so that they can set their spouse up for failure and Mm. they can win. Or you're, you're in a really bad mood. And maybe this is outside of who, you know, we typically are, but we're in a really bad mood, dang it. And I just want to stay in a bad mood. You ever been there? Mm-hmm. And um, and no, I don't. Never, never. I don't, <laughs> I don't. It's just me. I don't intentionally communicate because I want to win. I'm in a bad mood, right? That yeah, happens. And sure. that's, you know, so we got to watch out for that. So you, let's go on. You were saying. What can you do about that? What can we do about mm-hmm. expectations in marriage? I think. Before you get in this conversation with your spouse, first you need to evaluate, ask yourself, step back and manage our own expectations of our spouse and say, am I, do I have this list of desires or these things that I do desire? And what is it that I'm desiring that maybe I am expecting? And Meaning, is it even fair of to ask? Yeah, is it fair of me to to ask these things or is it fair that I expect something and I maybe haven't communicated it? Um, So do I expect this of my spouse or is it a desire? But you should just know me. Sure. Right. Right. You should just know Uh I'm thinking that. Well, and that goes to the second one. You got to talk about it. Yeah. You need to talk about your expectations versus your desires with your spouse. Um, Yeah. What if you've been expecting your spouse to do something that they absolutely really wouldn't mind doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good with it. I, I just didn't know. You know, listen, I'm a guy. Tell me. <laughs> just just write it down. Make a list. Tell me. Yeah, yeah. I, and I've heard a couple. I shouldn't have to make a list. Well, I shouldn't have to tell you. Well, there's lots going on in life. So, you know. Yeah, listen, you didn't marry Jesus, so. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, that yeah, you don't want to assume. And we get so resentful and frustrated and mad and all that. about And, and it's like, I just didn't know. Just mm-hmm. you should, If you just tell me, then maybe... You know, you've been unloading the dishwasher for for 15 years and never told me that's something you wanted me to do. Yeah. I mean, so just talk about it. You know what's really thrown me off? Mm. At our old house, the dishwasher had a little lever that locked it. And when it was locked, I knew there's dirt, there's clean dishes in there. This doesn't have that. This doesn't have that. It's just got a little light. And I don't, there's lots of lights on that thing. I know, and I don't have my glasses on early in the morning. The so dishwasher is un- undermining my ability to be a servant oh, husband. That's I got it. Well, you do good. We kind of have a system now. We're figuring it out. I'm but. not jumping on that system well. I'm just not doing well with this whole thing. Okay, so I think, again, what we could do with these is these expectations is we have to consider, honestly, what expectations might be unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Because there are just some, and you know, to go back to the kids thing, I think we've we've realized for them to keep their room and their you know the house like we would if mm-hmm. it was just us here is unrealistic. Yeah. At this point in their life, right? Maybe when they have their own house, yeah. they'll keep it very clean. Mm-hmm. And when I go to visit, I'm going to intentionally mess Absolutely. it up. Absolutely. <laughs> but at this point in the game, it's just really unrealistic. And in your marriage. That might be the same thing. It might just be unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's unrealistic because of who they are and their personality, right? Asking me to keep the checkbook is unrealistic mm-hmm. with my um, my brain's inability Your to compute numbers, prowess. right? Um, I can make wise decisions with money. I just can't track <laughs> it. Um, but uh, But then... But then also, it might not just be an unrealistic, it might just be unrealistic for the season of life you're in. Sure. They might be well and able to do whatever you 
you have, you know, a desire, but just given where it is, Mm -hmm. you know, so if you've just, you know, had your first child or asking, expecting your wife to cook dinner every night and keep a clean house, just very unrealistic. Mm -hmm. I did find that out the hard way (laughs) with the house. Um, so it, it could be that it's just unrealistic based upon who they are and their, their makeup and their talent and or their, their time. gifts or their time or season or yes, or time, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. You're, I mean, it's unrealistic for me to expect you to do something if you've been at work all day long and then come home and immediately, maybe it's something I've had time to do all day for me to just wait for you to do it. It's not, not really realistic. So, so with, along with that is learning to compromise, you know, it, it's not realistic to think that we're going to get everything we want in life. I mean, you're not here just, marriage is not just so you're, you're a genie and you're going to grant my every wish. And, you know, I think we, we have these expectations where it's like, okay, so I grew up, you know, if I grew up in a house where my dad paid the bills and then along with that, I get married and, and I'm expecting you to do that. I want you to do that. Like you said, it's not your thing. And so early in our marriage, it was, we talked about that and it's like, in the in the long run, this is not going to be best for our family. So, let's compromise. Mm-hmm. Let's budget together, mm-hmm. and let's you ask me if I need help with something, and I handle the bill. You know, I handle this, and we work out a system, mm-hmm. and we learn to compromise around that. Well, it's like you you like to cook. You you know, I think most days you like to cook. Some days you you wish you didn't have to, mm-hmm. but it's something that you felt like when you came home. Uh, to stay at home full time, that that was very important for our family to mm-hmm. to eat healthy, but then to also be able to sit down around a dinner table. Statistics prove that families are families that sit down at, uh, consistently around a dinner table yeah. are healthier and stay together. And that was something that you know you felt like was important because you do the cooking. Whatever you cook mm-hmm. is 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 up to you, mm-hmm. and we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, sometimes you know what I'm saying, yeah. but but it's not like I I'm not complaining that I don't like this meal, right? Or that we're eating too healthy and I want more pasta or I want more whatever, mm-hmm. because you make that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I I forfeit. Yeah, my I'm just very appreciative that you cook and that you cook healthy and you make those decisions and you go buy the stuff at the grocery store and you put it in the pot in the pan and all that. <laughs> so therefore, it's like you know. Man, if you yeah. put something new in front of me, sure. man, I'm just, man, yeah. I'm thankful. Yeah, you're going to compromise, even if it's not something you like yeah. or love. You're yeah, just gonna... but, but I love everything you make. <laughs> sure, sure. Do. Just just put that for the record. It's on tape. It's, on, yep. it's recorded. So you're, you're going to have to learn to compromise. Um, and, and, and like we said, sometimes it's based upon who your spouse is. Maybe you married somebody that's just not gifted in this certain way. Yeah. And and listen, get over it. Yeah. You, you know? married this person for, for better or for worse. And yeah. maybe you thought it was going to look like this and it yeah. doesn't. And it, So they're not like you. They don't think like you. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, that's by design. Yeah. Right. Maybe you need a little more of their characteristics. So, yeah. Well, and I think we go into marriage with expectations of like kind of a stereotype. But over time in marriage, we also develop expectations of, of our spouse that maybe we didn't even know mm. when we first got married. And we start developing these expectations. And it's just, it's not fair to develop those without some sort of communication and and with each other saying, this is something I would like. And then and then compromising on it. And yeah, so, so. 
but that brings up an interesting thing, and we're going to wrap up here in a second. We develop when we get married expectations of our spouse. Okay, mm-hmm. so what if our newlywed years or first five years or so things were one way? Yeah, is it fair to have those expectations? 20 years down the road that our spouse won't change or our spouse will be who they Mm. were when we got married or the first 10 years. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's a whole nother podcast that that could, you know, because people change. We all change. Yeah. Right. It would be very unfair for you to expect that I have the very cool hair I had in my (laughs) twenties in my forties. I didn't, you know, I I mean, we do, we do. You you saw my dad and brothers, you knew what was coming. (laughs) You saw that train coming. Um, but it is, that's another expectation that mm-hmm. you're going to continue to be mm-hmm. who you were, the person I married. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not necessarily fair. No, that's not fair. I think what is fair in that is that we expect to change together. Mm-hmm. We expect to continue to grow together. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're doing and I think that's always what been what we've said. As long as we're moving along this life together and figuring it out as we go, I'm good. So, and I think that goes to the last, speaks to the last thing, and that's having grace, mm-hmm. always having grace. And there, there's, this could, this could always be the last point on any podcast it, we do. It absolutely could, because I'm going to fail. I'm, there's so many times that I'm going to fall short of not just your expectations, or but your desires, or there's so many times I'm going to fall short of what you hoped and dreamed your wife, even in this season would be. And I hope that you'll have grace on me. So when you fall short in those areas, the once or twice ever, then I need to be willing to have the grace on you and say, hey, it is, we're in this together. We're going to grow together. We're going to keep talking about it. And as my desires change or expectations change, I'm going to try to communicate that with you. And mm-hmm. um, Yep. Well, Philippians 2, 3 through 4 is a great verse that I think encompasses everything we've talked about today. It says, do nothing out of selfish selfish, <laughs> selfish ambition or vain conceit. Mm-hmm. Right, let's think about that again. Do nothing out of selfish ambition, my selfish desire to drive myself forward. Mm-hmm. That's basically what that means. Or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value, I'm going to say this, your spouse, value others above yourself. Mm-hmm. Not looking to your own interests, but each to the interests of the other. And man, in marriage, when it's day-to-day interaction, minute by minute, it's very hard. Yeah. But that is a great verse to pray over your your marriage. Absolutely. It's valuing what you want as much as what I want and understanding and humility that, hey, I got to just put your interest above mine sometimes. Yeah. Humility. That's that's good, yep. Well, we got to go. Bonnie's got to go cut the grass. So (laughs) y'all have a great time and uh, look forward to being with you next time. Oh, we are all.